0: Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A number 102. That's right, just two weeks shy of my two-year anniversary for uh, when I started the Facebook Virtual Coaching Group. So July uh, 26, 2022, and I would like to go over a few things before we get into the Q&A and the topic for today. Um, The topic today is gonna be... um, Barrel racing on a budget. And I'm also going to start with chapter seven, Common Problems and uh, Barrel Racing and TLC Solutions, and see how far I get. And I may finish it up next week as well. So let's see her. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that I've got the new app Coach Now up and running and it's going great. Um, I have over half the membership, maybe three quarters of the membership now with their own space in the Coach Now. So if you uh, send me a video and I haven't set you up a Coach Now space yet, send me your email too and I will send you an email invitation. Again, I pay for this app, uh, excuse me, $350 for one year. And then uh, you don't pay anything. That's just part of your monthly or annual membership with the group. And, uh, but you will get an email invite. And that will um, be a way for you to go in there. You can customize it with your own photograph if you choose to. You can go in there and see all your reviews uh, titled. By what arena and what time you ran as well as the date it's all going to be there so it's easy if you want to look something up and it's also great for me to track our progress so I like it I'm excited about it so much easier than having I had 3,100 videos from 10 years of Coach's Eye all in one group and it was really hard to find things so I'm excited about this um, being able to have everybody set up with their own space and the only people that will see your space is you the athlete and me the coach or if we invite any other family members if you want them we can add them via their email as well. But I'll still do everything the same. You'll still send me your videos via email or Facebook messenger and I will still send them back to you that way but they will post faster in the app. Everything takes time to download. An example um, of that is that If I was to look at a video you send me, it usually takes me five or six minutes just to watch it go through regular and then watch it in slow motion, and then another four to six minutes to do the critique, and then it could take anywhere from 10 minutes to one hour to download before I can send it to you, just depending on internet service. As you guys know, a lot of things make uh, internet go fast or slow. It can be certain times of the day, the weather, who knows what, but anyhow, I'm at the mercy of them. So just know when you send me your videos, I have a list going, and if you send it to me on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'll be working really hard to do at least 10 per day through the weekend. I work half a day outside and half a day inside um, is my normal schedule, so I do lessons and take care of my own horses and my ranch half a day, and then I do virtual coaching half a day. So um, again, my schedule changes, but just so you know. um, So if you don't hear back from me with your video by late Wednesday and you sent it to me over the weekend, send me a reminder. I could have missed you on my list or thought I replied or replied and forgot to write it on my list. I I do make mistakes. I have blonde moments, but I try to keep a list so I don't forget things. Um, Because it's going to be my two-year anniversary for my group, um, I'm offering an anniversary special for July and August only. If you refer a friend, they join, you get a month free. If a new person signs up, they get a BOGO. They get to join for a month and get a month free. And this is only for the anniversary two years special. So, um, and it's only for July and August. It'll be back to normal in September. So anyhow, I'm, I have a goal that I want to get it to 150 members, and um, I'm still shy of that, but that was my two-year goal. So anyways, if I do or I don't, doesn't matter. What matters to me is that the people in the group um, love the group, and they feel like they're getting a lot out of it. So I also posted in the group to not forget to take advantage of the members-only webpage. Um, there's uh, so many videos there organized by topic. And the w- reason I can keep the price cheap for you guys low is because I coach to everybody all at once with these podcasts like this, a QA. and a Also, um, on your videos, I'll do one to two per week, which is eight maximum. Now, mind you, I know sometimes you go to one or two super shows, so you might send me several in, in one weekend and then maybe don't go anywhere the next weekend. So that's fine, too. But if it goes over the eight max, you know, if you have multiple horses, etc., We'll just work out a per video price and go from there. So um, it's no problem either way, but it's just the time that I spend on them. And then uh, let's see what else. In the group, you've got to pay attention on Monday. I'll ask for any personal bests or to celebrate any wins. Sometimes you don't get a video, but you're still proud of your win. So go ahead and comment on that post what you're proud of from that week. And it can be anything from starting your cult, picking up a lead, your first time entering, moving up a division, whatever. And then, of course, um, I will put in training videos throughout the week as well as this Q&A. Monday is a great day to ask me any questions you have or suggest a topic. And I'll always do my Q&A on Tuesday to post in the group. So let's see here. Um, I'd like to do some shout outs. We have, uh, let's see, for the July personal best we have a lot already there's 13 so congratulations to floridas wendy and willow they won second in the 2d with 120 entries in williston in tennessee peggy and gunner had a personal best fast time uh, in their um ran a 15-7 so that's awesome on barrels and they're running 20-second polls which is awesome in florida we have amelia and uh suna They're at Youth World right now and just ran a 15-5 and got their finalist buckle. They qualified for the finalists um, in the 2D. They were 16th in the 2D for the first round. Uh, Beverly and Lightning had a personal best fast time in the 3D on her colt. And um, that was awesome as well. Let's see. Another one in Florida, Katrina and Angel won a buckle at the Count and Mercy, which is cool. She won that series buckle. Um, I believe it was in pole bending. And then in Florida, Michaela and China got some points at Drum Runners and had a personal best there as well. Let's see, in New York, Rachel and Tonka won some pro rodeo money. That's exciting. Uh, In Oklahoma, Connie and Jewel um, had a personal best fast time at the Tuttle Arena in the 2D. Uh, In Florida, again, Martine and Pistol moved on up to the 3D at Trenton for a personal best as well. In Montana, Sandra and Rocco moved up from the 4D to the 3D with a personal best fast time. In Florida, Memphis and Barbara, 1D second fast time in Vero Beach, personal best. In New York, Samantha and Fergus, sixth place at a pro rodeo. In Tennessee, Jen and chrome, One D third personal best out of about 60 some riders. So that's awesome. So congratulations. Keep sending those personal bests. We want to celebrate with you. And remember those little wins add up to the big wins. So keep it up. And also remember that barrel racing isn't just a straight shot to the 1D from the 4D. It's not a straight shot to a buckle or saddle. There's a lot of peaks and valleys, a lot of ups and downs. So just don't give up and always keep trying and um, never give up because if you're passionate about it and that's what you love doing, then that's um, what you should do. Um, you know, and just don't, don't give up. Know that everybody has ups and downs. It's like life. It's like horses. Brawl racing is full of them. And just because, you know, you don't hear about the people's struggles, they only kind of share the good stuff, you know, um, but realize they do. And everybody's dealing with something all the time. So that's why I try to be really kind, um, as much as I can, you know, I know you guys don't hire me to sugarcoat and, and you know, just be your cheerleader. You want some advice too and some drills and some ideas to do on the pattern. But I always want to be positive, encouraging and as well. So also remember the new members. We had quite a few new members sign up in June. So I made a special podcast for you where to start it's about 14 minutes and it gives you 10 things to do right when you sign up one of those things is the other podcast for your very first um, skill and mindset challenge to absolutely do that as well so be sure that you listen to be sure that you listen to those two podcasts as new members it'll help you not feel overwhelmed um, by what you should do next and all of that so the welcome the welcome, where to start, top 10, and then also the first uh, skill and mindset challenge for new members. So, okay. let's see here. Now I think I'll go right into my Q&A and get started on the um, topic next. So let's see here. Q&A bits. Okay. So, um, a rider was asking me they felt like their horse was kind of feeling heavy on their front end they couldn't they didn't feel like they you know were getting them you know light and all of that and this rider uh does have an english background so i I recommended riding on a loose rein and they said "Well, how am i going to get them collected if i'm on a loose rein so that's the key you guys is the give and take so i will tell you this about bits um I think bits are very important. I Most horses I'm going to train in a lighter bit because I want to work on bend and flex. And you can still get collection on a loose rein. You do it through your seat and give and take um, hand and leg cues or voice cues easy and then just give and take cues as you sit deeper. You can still get that collection. You can still get that elevation for those snappy rollbacks. But anytime you pull on a horse or hold a horse, they're going to pull right back and get real front heavy and stiff and lazy with you. So you don't want to do that. But I was taught many, many, many years ago Um, by a good friend of mine may she rest in peace now from Colorado she lived in Texas and and um won very high in the pro rodeo level and she always said to me you know a a bit is more about what the horse likes and what a rider's hands feel comfortable in and I 100% agree because If it wasn't the truth of it, there wouldn't be a hundred bits every time you looked at a bit vendor at the shows, you know? Um, so I do feel like you can overcomplicate it by changing bits too much and all that. But I, I think you have to kind of see how your horse works and make a mental note of it. Do you want a lighter bit for tuning for your bend and flex work? And then maybe something with a little quicker reaction, um, in competition or vice versa. You have a horse that's kind of heavy and slow work. So you put them in something more to back them off and then lighter in competition and and try to trust them and let them work more. Or some horses are more like Rain Man. They like things the same. So you do everything in the same bit. It's totally whatever works for that individual. Me personally, if I'm using, I'm a huge side pull fan. I love an S SAC, a Beetle Hack, a Short Shank Jim Warner. I'm a huge side pull, but some horses don't like them. They get stiff in them or they just, you know, better in a bit. They're lighter or more responsive. If I'm going to use a bit, I absolutely love a chain mouth or a three piece dog bone. And I'll go smooth if the horse has a sensitive mouth. I actually like it more than a, a two piece in a lot of cases. Now, all bits can. Can be severe in the wrong hands but i feel like the three piece is great if you just need to help a horse finish a turn i think the two piece is great if you're trying to keep them a little bit more balanced between your hands um Uh, You know, I think they all serve different purposes. If you have horses kind of nervous, a chain mouth can be good, Um, you know, but just smooth um, for some is fine and others need a little twist so that they don't get heavy on your hands. Some will just push through a smooth. So again, every horse is a little different, but I love a balanced bit. And what I mean by that is I kind of like my purchase and my shank to be equal. Um, uh, When we used to have horses that maybe a junior cow horse was too much, we just turn it upside down or a wonder bit, you know, um, there's some short shank, uh, lifter bits that have a shorter purchase and a longer shank. You can turn those upside down if you decide you want more lift and less woe, but you know, or you can go out and buy a $200 bit and do the same thing. So, but I honestly prefer equal purchase and shank because my hands are very good. I have very good hands. I don't get in my horse's way. I give and take, so I don't need a shorter purchase or a shorter shank. I can have it back. Balance equally and still get the desired effect so again bits are what your hands need okay and I really truly believe what a horse is comfortable in and what a rider is comfortable in it's like some riders like those stop and turns or quick turns quick stops um, you know that they ride more of a bump and release with their hand and more with their legs so you know everybody's different what they like to ride in. So again, it's just one of those things. Then um, the next question was about um, choices, you know, and and I honestly, um, I think this is really important. Um, uh, you know, when you're when you're in your twenties, you don't really, you know, you're still figuring life out. Even in your thirties and forties, sometimes you look back now at me in my fifties, and I think, wow, you know, those were really amazing times. And sometimes when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're really stressed out and you're upset about the little things. But you know what? Sometimes those are your very best memories, those very best moments. So I just want to stress to you, don't forget to really enjoy where you are. You know, no matter what your goals are, your dreams, your challenges, your busting butt, working hard, you've got all these big, big ideas and big goals. But don't forget to just enjoy it. Because sometimes those are the memories you'll look back on in 10 or 20 years and go, dang, that was a great time in my life. I wish I would have just enjoyed it a little bit more. So um, instead of stressed over things that really didn't matter later on. So, um, you know, I look back at my life and I absolutely loved living in Colorado. I had three of my best friends there. We had our babies at the same, we had same age kids. We had, barrel racing in common. Uh, one of my best friends I could see from my bedroom window. We rode on the same trails. Um, when I rode out in my pastures, I could see antelope and deer and it was just wide open in Colorado. It was beautiful. I love the ruggedness. Barrel racing was so fun in the summer. Um, the spring and the fall was a little iffy and winter was long and cold. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but but um, but I did love Colorado. And when my husband wanted to move, to climb the corporate ladder i wasn't keen on it because i was happy there i had my business i had my boys, and i had my friends i had my baby i was all happy i didn't have my family so i said fine if you want to climb the corporate ladder then let's go back to my family state or your family state and so we looked at options we ended up going with his family state louisiana we were only there a year um You know, it was super hard saying goodbye to my friends. It did not start off well when we left. It was, I lost my cash horse. He broke his hawk in five places, slipping on ice the day before we left. It was a really long story in itself. I'll have to share another day. But, um, so we get there, we're there a year. I love being with his family. I love starting my business over, getting my groove. And then he's not happy. He wants to move again. (sighs) So I'm frustrated. You know, this time he wants to move me to Florida. I don't know a soul in Florida. No family, nothing. Start over again. I tell him I'm not moving again. Once this baby starts school, that's it. I'm not moving again until he graduates. So I kind of dug in and I've loved Florida. I will say that though. Had to start over, made some really great friends. Really love the fact that I can run my business year round here. Don't have to shut down for winter snow. You just have to ride early or late in the summer, but you know, I had to get used to the humidity and the bugs and all of that, but, um, but I do love Florida. It's been my home now for over 20 years. So, um, maybe 21 years, I don't know, a while now. Um, so anyways, I guess 21. So, um, anyhow, my point being is that sometimes like I'll look back and I think, wow, those were really special times and I so miss them. And um, choices, you know, choices. Uh, So, so I guess that's what I'm saying is, you know, should I have dug in? Do I, did I end up where I should have been? I mean, you know, I don't have regrets. I just, I just have memories. And, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say to you. You don't know where you're going to be. So just try to, you know, just try to enjoy where you are now. So, Anyhow, um the barrel racing on the budget I thought would be a good topic to cover because I will tell you this, um even though my husband made a good living a good career, he basically covered the house expenses and my son, and I had to cover all of my barrel racing stuff with my my business, so my budget was tight. I remember in college, my dad taught me how to live on a budget, you know how to work and go to school and pay bills and also, you know, save money too. And he literally wrote it all out for me and he taught me how to budget. So I will say um, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble if you start using credit cards and you don't pay them off. You can never get ahead of that. So I have credit cards, but I pay them off every month because I don't want to pay interest. Once you start paying interest on things, you will get yourself never out of debt unless you make bonus checks or work, you know, a third job or, you know, get, you know, an extra side hustle going or something. But if you can stay within your means, you're going to be better for it. You don't have to have the fanciest truck or trailer. You can have a paid for truck and trailer. You don't have to buy the fanciest equipment, just things that are comfortable and fit your horse. You know, there are certain things you, you need to sit down and decide, can I afford to spend five hundred dollars a month or eight hundred dollars a month you know with one horse you get a figure you've got probably 200 bucks just in hay and feed and then your farrier is another you know 30 to 100 dollars depending on if you shoe all the way around your chiropractor and your massage therapist if you're going to entry fees you know you're going to get if you're going two or three barrel horses a month your horse is going to get sore they're going to need that extra care so maybe that's another 80 bucks um your supplements that might be another 60 bucks um your entry fees, you know, if you just go to two races a month and they're local 30 minutes from home, you know, and, and they're $30 entry fee, that's 60 bucks. And then you've got probably another hundred bucks in fuel. So, um, right there, your budget just went real fast with one horse to 800 bucks, you know, and, and that doesn't include if you're going to rodeos or super shows or farther away, it doesn't, um, include if it's, us you know, hookups or, Uh, stalls or exhibitions uh, any of that and because I ran my business as a business I had to log everything so my barrel racing record keeper in the very back of it has my total entry fees my total winnings uh, mileage and all of that so I could keep track and I would I remember one year I was super showing with three horses, and I won five thousand. I'd also spent five thousand, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" You know, it it just adds up really fast, especially once you start, you know, looking at oil changes and farriers, and um, you know, chiropractor and magnawave and you know, legends or Ataquan or her pentason, pentason, I always say that one wrong. Um, but anyways, you know what I mean? Just all the upkeep of your horse, cozaquin, whatever you did, um, to keep your horse healthy and going down the road, it, it always adds up fast. So, you know, that's why the pro girls, they get cash sponsors, but most people only get product sponsors, and that's not going to get you too far, you know, unless you know somebody, you're not going to get cash sponsors, unless you're a youth rider, sometimes youth riders get cash sponsors, but grown grown adults n- normally have to work their butt off, you know, in, in order to have that, so so that's why I spent a lot of time training horses, a lot of time doing clinics and lessons. You know, when I was in my thirties, I was riding eight head a day, you know, and three were my own. They'd get ridden every other day. And I was competing, um, just about one day every weekend, but it, whether it be, I'd alternate my horses though. I generally didn't run my horses, but twice a month, but that's the nice thing too, unless I was going to a big super show, then I might run two or three at once. But but um, generally, um, that's how I did things. And, and I just wanted you to know that there are ways you can barrel race on a budget. That's why it's important to write down how much money you have to spend and if you know per horse or whatever really write it all down so you know what you're doing and and set up a plan and then if you win you know make sure you're putting that money aside to help fund going down the road you know I I remember um a youth rider I once knew, her dad put a lot of pressure on her and said, look, if you don't win, we're not going no more. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. So, you know, I definitely think a kid should be focused and and try their best. Um, You know, if they don't ride three times that week or whatever, they're not going to get to go to the lesson or the rodeo or whatever. But, but, um, you know, I definitely think there's responsibility that comes with that. But but I definitely think putting unfair pressure, even if you do it to yourself, oh my God, if I don't win money this week, how am I going to afford to go next week or whatever? So, so I do think bear on a budget is important. There are ways to uh, live within your means and not put it on credit cards, not make monthly payments. Um. And you don't have to, like I said, have everything fancy. You know, you, you just have to be realistic of where you are. You know, if you have a really great job and your pockets are deep, awesome for you. But if you are like me, a blue collar horse trainer, my budget was tight and I had to watch my P's and Q's. So to break even every month, my budget was tight. So... Um, so anyways, I just wanted to point that out. Um, and that's it. Of course, if you have your own horses, some trainers have, don't have their own horses. They just ride everybody else's horses. So, um, there are ways way to cut costs. So you can buy, Go to the dollar store to get your horse's mane and tail and stuff. You can, you know, find cheaper um, grooming products. You know, you can you can really pay attention to um, those kind of details. And, and um, so I hope that's kind of helpful for you guys, um, knowing that, you know, there, there is a way. And I hope you are conscientious about your budget. And um, I'm not saying go, don't go out there and have fun. But the other thing I want to point out, too, what I started learning, and I knew my horses, I knew running my horses every week they didn't do well. They started getting more worked up and they didn't fire as good or they just were on the muscle too much. So I found that they did better if it was every other week. That way I trail rode them in between. They had time for their mind to settle. I may even haul them but not enter them as I ran another horse just so they went but didn't have to run. So you have to kind of know your horse. The other thing I learned how to do because I journal and I keep records of all my barrel runs, I figured out where they did the best. And I would start to go to those arenas more. And I paid attention at jackpots. A lot of times, um, that people will, you'll find that you'll get 20, 25% people win money, you know, um, you got to pay attention at those at those super shows. 90% of people often pay the entries and only 10% win checks back. So that's a little bit more of a gamble. But if you're going for the social and the fun and the chance at big money um, or added money and, and uh, chances for awards, then that's fine. But if you're really trying to just make a profit barrel race then you start to pay attention, you know, going closer to home, arenas your horse likes, like I knew what pins my horses did best in and situations and I ran that horse at that pin whenever I could knowing that that was the arena that they liked so again I was doing it so I would come out ahead not just running to be running so those are just things I want you to think about um, when you're barrel racing and um, I've already been talking 25 minutes so I don't want to start a whole new topic but I will tell you um, my plan is to kind of go through uh, a lot of meat and potatoes over the next few weeks. And a lot of it's going to come right out of my barrel racing notebook. So um, if you haven't read it, I highly would recommend that you do. We are going to start with chapter seven, um, common problems and TLC solutions. So don't um, so be ready for that next week. Um, I think you'll like it. I, I think there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize that they do to cause those problems. And that's something you have to remember. You're the teacher. You're the the person um, showing the horse right from wrong. So if you show them something wrong three times, it becomes a habit. But if you um, take the time to show them right, that's also gonna become a habit. So it's really important to me in consistency and repetition that I'm always being correct. I wanna practice perfect. So that way when I add speed, My horses always know what to expect from me, what to expect on the pattern, and it's always going to go well. So anyways, I just wanted to share that with you. I'm gonna wrap up now and we will talk about common problems and TLC solutions next week. And um, thank you guys for tuning in. Good luck to everybody at Youth World. Um, I've already done several for the youth riders and the teen riders. Round one's already in the book for some of you. It's exciting. So send me your videos, I'll critique them. When I do a critique at a super show, I don't try to pick on too many things. I'll point out one or two things to focus on for your next run. So anyways, um, thanks for tuning in. As always, ride with heart and God bless.